1: Welcome to the in Japan podcast. Probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad, but joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the hell are you doing? What's going on? You sound very lovely and rich.
0: Have you got a new microphone, Chris? Have you invested? Have you speculated to accumulate
1: again? Well, I I've, I got this microphone brought. This is this this is the Shure SM7B. Yeah. That's why my voice sounds like a purring mm-hmm. a purring Jaguar. <laughs> but I decided I didn't like the sound of it. I mm. I had some problems with it because you've got to really boost the audio on it. So I gave it away to charity. And by charity, I mean Charlotte. Right. She's just been using it the last year. <laughs> uh, but then I realised the microphone that I've been using is a bit too echoey. So I've I've bought another Shure S M seven b and I've just spent all my money buying microphones right. and then just giving them to Charlotte. So <laughs> quids in for Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've I've backed my ways. Hopefully my voice sounds good and it's not as echoey.
0: It's good, you sound um yeah, exactly. That that's kinda of what those microphones are for. I've noticed um I think the trash test boys use uh M 7 do don't they? And we've uh we've invested do. I think in, in, in most podcasts. Mm. It, it, it just means the yeah. invariable uh, kind of situation I think they were built for that reason to have um, uh, if you're in an mm, echoey mm. room try and cut down on the echoes a little bit my mate was uh, my mate Alex said we, we've got this podcast called Clash of the Titles. if you never if you like films in any way it is worth a bloody listen because I'm kind of involved in in the production of it and stuff, um, and mm, it's mm. it's fucking funny. Like, and it's you know it's a deep dive on all your favorite films uh, from back in the day and beyond. Um, and Alex was doing a bit of recording in his kitchen, and uh, his mm. kitchen, kitchen is just honestly, kitchen. it's just cement. Like, it's just cement everywhere. <laughs> and he's like, Pete, how can I make this sound better? And I was like, I was like, Alex. You're in a cement room Like it's like The most echoey Kind of place the worst room He could have chosen He said Yeah but it looks good I was going Yeah but it sounds shit So what do you want Do you want it to look good Or sound shit You know I don't know So uh ooh, Can't have your whole cake and You eat cannot it. have your Cement cake and eat it Chris I've been dicking around With cement actually <laughs> I bought some quick setting Cement oh, God. Uh, Yesterday Because I was um, I was putting a fen- fence post in <gasps> Chris Cement Is Incredibly quick setting <laughs> I, say, I understand why oh, they've got no. those cement mixers, because they just keep it moving, keep it moving. If it stops for just one second, it hardens like cement. I had no idea, Chris.
1: Why the devil have you got cement? What are you doing now? You're destroying your house even more. The property price of your place must be plummeting ce- each and every week as cement- you destroy the house day by day. The
0: cement, uh, <laughs> put the posts on my picket fence are absolutely rotten because <laughs> they didn't. They, where they've put the fence together, where the joins have happened, uh, some mm. water has got in, and it's made the um, the, the 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 rivets, the, the 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 nails that they fired in using a. F- you know, a nail gun uh, rot uh, and get rusty and it's just all... I'm just losing picket fence sticks all over the place. So I've tried... It's it's, it's like the fourth bridge, basically. I'm replacing a couple now, knowing full well that <laughs> I'll have to replace another stick or two in the future. It's all bloody annoying, Chris. Bloody annoying. Never mind. It sounds like uh, an awful lot of fun. It does sound and like I an awful lot of fun. I I can fun, do that
1: right? one day. <laughs> I, I dare to dream. I've just been... I mean, I, I wish my week's been that good. I've just been in a forest... With Connor nice. going fishing for trout. <sighs> fishing I, I felt like a 70-year-old.
0: That's cool. That's like... Yeah. Um, I think there's a side mission. I think it's a side mission in every... <laughs> fucking Japanese JRPG where somebody goes well, yeah, you definitely in Yakuza, you are definitely uh, in the Dottonbori River, you, uh, uh, you you do a bit of fishing there in five, I think, or zero. Um, yeah, in every JRPG there's a there's a fishing sub sub game. Zelda, like everything's uh, they they love their fishing out there. They get very serious about it, don't they?
1: They do, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like out in the countryside, all of the coastline, there's not much going mm. on except like sixty five year old fishermen. Like it's, it's everything, it's all they do yeah. in the countryside here basically, and uh, we did a Wacky Weekend. Um, I won't tell you all the stuff we did in it. Right. don't want to spoil it, but, yeah, the first thing we did was trout fishing, mm. and when Connor was like, oh, yes, we're going trout fishing, I was like, oh, this is... I put effort into my Wacky Weekends. I get a church. I get an abandoned theme park. Right. I get a train, whatever. He gets a f- trout fishing, but uh, it was actually... If, 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 annoyingly, it was quite good yeah. At first, we didn't catch any trout right. But spoilers, we caught six Did you? Wow, that's hours, amazing Six trout How, do, Hang on, did you have Connor. someone to help you? Uh, so, we went to the river first right. We tried for like half an yeah. hour We got nothing right. And then the man came down and I saw Connor in the distance talking to the man. Mm. And I think the man basically just said, fish this 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 pond here, basically. Right. And Connor did. And sure enough, he started pulling trout out by the fucking bucket load out of the pond. But right. uh, he got four. I got two. He loved reminding me of that the entire trip. But uh, it was good though. We got the trout and then they cover them in salt in Japan. They like basically just chuck a bucket of salt mm, over it. To preserve them. Um, they grill it and then put it on a stick ah. and shish kebab. Like the the trout, and it was bloody delicious. I felt like Gollum because you sort of hold the fish like sideways and bite into it, and uh, <laughs> it all turned very Gollum, very. You've been, fast, playing, very You've been playing that video game, straight Just like yeah. just a little cat eating a, eating, a, yeah. eating a big fish.
0: Oh, that's fantastic! Very. I did enjoyable. feel like a cat. Yeah. Did, it was good. Did, was, it was the was the pond that the black guy um, suggested? Was it just like a uh, literally just a, a, a big um, fish farm, <laughs> just where they keep their fish? Nope. No, no. <laughs> okay, right.
1: It's a Surprisingly, it wasn't. No, it was a freshwater stream, <laughs> uh, and uh, it was really good. We also went to this um, this abandoned village. Connor was like, I want to scare you. <laughs> We're going to a village right. in the middle of nowhere. There's no one there. You're going to die. And so we drove for like two hours into the middle of Saitama's mountains. <laughs> nothing there. Got to this village. First of all, it it turned out it wasn't really abandoned. There was clearly Mm. some sort of workman going on there building stuff. But what we did see, like Connor was about to get out, Mm. and then a a massive deer just appeared out of a tree and stared us down in the car. It was really bloody scary. Literally deer in headlights scenario. (laughs) This deer sort of ominously walked out, and I discovered Connor has a fear of deer because he was like I'm not getting out I'm not drinking there's doing it. Doing it. Yeah, and deer. it's just the most surreal yeah. fucking evening a morning of <laughs> trout catching trout in a river and an evening spent watching Connor cower in fear in the face of a deer that sounds like a poem yeah. sounds like a limerick don't fear the deer um, <laughs> but um, yeah that was, that was my weekend that was my wacky weekend that sounds amazing no cement oh. Just, just wow. trout. Okay, trout around
0: round. Went to the uh, went to the car boot earlier. A uh, lot of interesting things. Picked up a <laughs> uh, a doormat, and uh, it was a surprising <laughs> amount of Nazi memorabilia on sale. I have to say, <laughs> I thought that sort oh, of what? thing uh, couldn't, you know, doesn't really go on anymore. But turns out, uh, oh it clevedon is it clevedon or Neve? wherever it was, uh, it was a car boot that uh, quite a lot of people were selling some pretty, pretty moody shit. To be honest, yeah, weird. Why well, what? like well, i like, uh, there was a um, i think it was a reproduction but you still shouldn't be able to sell um uh binoculars with the nazi uh insignia on the oh my God. The, the, the swastika um and then just a big it looked like a sort of it looked like it had been taken off uh, someone's kind of like gate Who's called Hitler Not necessarily <laughs> The Hitler uh, But it just looks like um, It just look like a gate That somebody had uh, t- t- taken um, And it just says Hitler It's like Jeez. who's selling that? Like <laughs> who is... Are you sure this was a? Are you sure this was a car boot <laughs> sale? It sounds like not a, nasty a rally, rally. Yeah, could have been just a rally. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, very. What are you doing? Uh, what are do you doing? am I doing? I'm, I'm, I just went. What I just is, went to a common garden, this? bloody, you know, uh, garage sale, and 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 people were selling some absolutely moody nonsense. Very weird. Very
1: strange. Well. I've been trout fishing. Pete's been to a Nazi rally <laughs> each weekend. Very different. You never know yeah. what to expect here on the Improving Japan podcast. It's true. But we do have a story. We do have a story. Quickly escaping Pete's weird story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got a story from a rugged Australian man. It says, good day, Chris and Pete. Rugged Australian man here. I- I'm not going to do the voice. <laughs> I have a story here from my latest trip in Okinawa back in 2018. I once went to Okinawa with a few of my mates, and we pre-booked a private fishing charter. Oh, God, not more bloody fishing. Uh, For one of the days, through a business which had good reviews. The night before the charter, we met up with two of the guys who owned the business and had quite a few drinks. One of the fellas was one of the craziest and strangest Japanese guys that I've ever met. He was built like an absolute tank, so we ended up calling him the Yak. The other guy called himself Koshi and seemed to be the handler because he was constantly yelling at him to stop drinking and spending so much money. (laughs) What? At one point, he was dancing on the table and started yelling out in English... I am the big yak man... what the fuck <laughs> ja- Japanese people are typically very polite and well-mannered and this guy was the total opposite but all the locals seemed to just accept it and usually just, just stood there and laughed the next day we rocked up at the dock and the yak and his handler Koshi were there ready to go offshore a few kilometres uh, from the sea the yak wasn't looking too good Koshi apologised <laughs> profusely and tells him to go up to the front of the boat I have never heard anyone howl while going to the restroom this was certainly a first for all the boys but she just looked like this was normal. The smell was horrendous, and there was no escaping it on board. What the fuck? Two sea, <laughs> what? Two sea partner birds flew in, and they started. <laughs> I can't read this story out. You were just look, taking if you're a you really travel fishing,
0: this is you know this is what's happening, isn't it?
1: There's a fishing rod involved. This is horrible. Basically, he went to the toilet in the sea and some birds went and examined it. Examined it. The yak managed to whack one of the birds with his fishing rod to get it to fly away. The bird instantly started floating upside down with its legs in the air. What is this story? (laughs) Then suddenly, the yak points to the water and yells, woo, as a large white-tip reef shark Mm. comes up from the depths and completely swallows both birds. And most of the toilet matter in one foul sweep mm. the yak is absolutely loving it and we could finally get on with fishing the days ended well and we said goodbye to our mates hope you're doing well and I um, hope you can find the two guys in <laughs> <an> Okinawa. <hour>. cheers <laughs> rugged Australian man I'm gonna shoot the person that got this story. We have someone that goes through mm. and uh, and does these stories for us. I don't read them ahead. And now I wish I had done. Well, <laughs> you what sh- I mean... It's a very graphic story very, that I had
0: to edit on the fly. It's floor. very much... I mean, you should read them ahead before you start reading it. But what I will say is that... Um, I like the idea. I mean, it was fine. I mean, these things happen. You poo in the sea. Some birds try to eat the poo. A big, uh, a big uh, <laughs> whale comes and eats the eats everything. So cool. But what I like so about that, life. I like that it started with the man, the rugged Australian man, eating like a McDonald's, <laughs> and that's the start of the story. Or like, or maybe we go back. <laughs> And the cow, the grass goes into the cow, and then the cow goes into the man, and then the man (laughs) does a poo, and that goes into a bird, and then the two birds end up in a in
1: a big whale. Fantastic! What a story! What What a a story, story. rugged Australian man! What an image! that, it's like a, yeah, it's like it's like the anatomy of, of life there, it summed up nicely in <laughs> yeah. the story um, Everyone, well done. Good, good story there <laughs> I'm glad we didn't hire those two guys on Journey Across Japan, although we did like, I left to, on the last day, I let Ryotaro like, decide the itinerary of Journey Across Japan, right, Escape to Paradise right. The trailer of which is out now Check it out on the <laughs> Japan I, le- I left it to Ryotaro and uh, he got this like these these guys that uh, take you out to sea and you do lots of water sports right, right? like on a rubber ring and like they get like a jet ski and wish you around all this crap but he got this really good one but they were they turned out they were busy that day and they couldn't do it so riotro got like some really dodgy yakuza dudes covered in tattoos i think <laughs> uh, and they took us out to the boat and they were so reckless there was no health and safety right. that's how i destroyed my eardrum and maybe it was these two guys, because they, they, they sort of were at a similar level <laughs> uh, in the way they, they did things. So, yeah, be careful who you hire in Okinawa. Yeah. Fishermen Barber. are
0: a different breed. They're a different They get up earlier than us. They're in the pub earlier than all of us. It's fantastic. It's great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they don't play by our rule Yeah, <laughs> yes. true. Uh, now, we've got a story this week. Well, we kind of we kind of talked about it last week briefly, but the story is has is, is taken a, a sinister turn, and it involves the wild monkeys terrorising Yamaguchi Prefecture. Over to Pete Dawson. He is our monkey expert. Yeah. We brought him in especially to discuss this. He used to work at a monkey zoo. Tell us a story, Pete. What's going on with these monkeys?
0: (laughs) Well, we kind of talked about this before a little bit. Um, Basically, this new story's been kicking around all over the place, and uh, Japan's police have have been uh, caught to action because... There's just fucking monkeys everywhere, uh, Chris. We've talked about the bears <laughs> invading towns, uh, but we're very much in a situation where there's just wild monkey rampages happening all over Japan. And, you know, in recent weeks, 42 people have been re- reported injured in Yamaguchi City. Um, the, the Japanese macaques are going absolutely wild. They're the cute ones that you see in the uh, the hot springs, aren't they? The Japanese macaques with the red faces. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But these presumably don't have quite s- such red faces because they're not constantly in hot water. Uh, but yeah, they're in a situation where just, they just—they are just absolutely on the rampage. Uh, and the, uh, the Japan uh, Japanese police—they've managed to take down a few. They've managed to take down a few, but only a few. Uh, and and so the monkeys yeah. are mainly at
1: uh, at large. <laughs> so this—I don't know why Yamaguchi of all places. Mm. Yamaguchi's a prefecture. Where not a lot really happens. They've got Fugu. Yeah. you know Fugu's famous there. And uh, that's about it It's a nice place though It's in between but, Is that uh, the yeah, place In between Hiroshima And uh, Kitakyushu Yes right, Yeah, okay. It's right on the far okay, okay. Sort of um, western edge Of the main islands, yeah. Right of Honshu It's a pretty cool place But like not a whole lot yeah. Going on They've got a nice bridge yeah. But uh, And now they've got Monkey attacks <laughs> 66 incidents in one month yeah. From two monkeys I don't know... It sounds a bit like 28 Days Later when the monkeys go on a (laughs) rampage at the start of the movie with rage. But uh, they did put them down. I think they were... So the the two monkeys were four years old. Mm. They weighed just seven kilograms, 50 centimetres tall, and they injured women and children. Mostly women and children, Mm. they target as well. Uh, 66 of them. Uh, Ridiculous. And uh, uh, there's the second monkey... The first monkey was incapacitated with a tranquilizer dart uh, after it was spotted. And then... (laughs) Late that night, a man in his 70s had his foot bitten while he was asleep <laughs> After a monkey broke into his fourth floor apartment through a window Fourth stories up, there's no escape Chris, I mean there are no monkeys escape. to
0: be fair I mean, if, if, if a giraffe, van- that's a, actually that's also <laughs> a bad example If a tapir managed to get up four flights of stairs and get into your room, fine But I think monkeys, they they're more than capable to get that high
1: <laughs> Very true one nil monkeys. One-nil monkeys. Um, yeah. The second monkey in question was captured by an Indonesian man in his twenties, uh, and uh, in a company dorm that the monkey wandered into. <laughs> um, but I think they actually killed the monkeys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they phrase it really weirdly. They say two monkeys were captured and destroyed. Mm. Do you, can you destroy a monkey? Why do they use that term destroyed. when they put down animals? Uh, yeah, it, yeah, just,
0: yeah. It's kind of like killed and then. Put in a bit would like rendered, burned, I don't know yeah, I don't know what the I don't know what they destroyed it
1: like where it sits really. <laughs> well I didn't put the damn poor monkey in a incinerator, mm. but uh, either way. But there was a story underneath this, right, same week, uh headlining Bathers warned against dolphins in Fukui Prefecture mm. after several were bitten <laughs> so the animals are striking back i don't know what's going on in japan maybe it's the climate maybe it's the weather yeah. driving everyone mad and the monkeys and the dolphins but even in fukui the another prefecture where not a lot really happens hmm. Fukui's is kind of this like backwater prefecture that's often the butt of many jokes but it's quite beautiful hmm. and uh but they've got i think they've got like more nuclear power stations there than any other prefecture so well done fukui but now they've got Dolphins that like to bite you as well,
0: so (laughs) don't Don't go near them. That's that's what really makes me laugh. Is like there's just warning signs
1: going up saying, "Don't touch the dolphins; they will bite you." (laughs) They're going crazy. So whether, well, whether you're in a four-story building or having a splash about in the sea, yeah. you are not safe true. from the monkeys and dolphins true, true, true. of Japan. But this is an isolated incident, you know. The monkeys don't normally get this violent. <laughs> I mean, I've been, when, when you go to the, the, the monkeys that bathe and relax in the hot springs, you can go right up to them. Mm. And as long as you don't make eye contact with them, mm. uh, you're good to go. Like, I've been up close, like centimeters from them, and it's fine. So <laughs> don't worry. The monkeys of Japan aren't all violent, savages. Uh, you, can, you can go and get a selfie, and they won't attack you. <laughs> (laughs) For the most part Um, We'll be back in just a moment guys With your comments, stories and questions In The Fax Machine Millions of people have lost weight With personalised plans from Noom Like Evan, who can't stand salads And still lost 50 pounds Salads generally for most people Are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option I
0: never really was a salad guy That's just not who I am But Noom worked for me
1: And we're back with the Facts machine. What have we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Dolson? We got a message from uh, Akshay. Hello,
0: Akshay. Hi, Chris. I'm Akshay, and I've lived in London for all 19 years of my existence. I really want to move to Japan, but my question uh, is Did you encounter extreme feelings of loneliness when you first moved to Japan, and how did you combat those feelings? Was it copious amounts to kick cats and tea? <laughs>
1: hey, kick cats and tea? actually didn't say that. I, <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just said that. <laughs> I, I actually did buy. When, when you um, come over to work here, or whatever, you're sort of advised to bring a gift of your culture. Oh. And I brought uh, a massive box of tea. It was Wittar, Wittards, you know, the exp- I Wittards, Wittards, Wittards. I don't know if it's Wittards or Wittards. Wittards. They're really expensive British tea, yeah. right? And it was a really nice box. And it came in all different flavours of tea from around the world. Um, right. And instead of gifting it to everyone. I just drank it in my apartment over the course of three months. So the moral of the story is just, yeah, I don't know what the moral is. Just don't be a greedy bastard. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's my 10-year anniversary of living in Japan this week. I, I can't believe got this far and this much has happened and s- somehow survived this long in Japan. Mm. But, um, yeah, I don't really – I don't think I've ever found – feelings of loneliness or experienced such things in japan like i i kind of like being alone like mm. the, for the first time when i moved here right all for the rest of my life before that i was living with people at university i was living with my family before that i was never truly alone i remember there was one this one of the first days where i was living alone in the apartment i just like came home from work sat on the sofa and fell asleep and nobody woke me up i woke up two hours later in just a silent room just alone. And I was like, Wow, that's never that's never happened before. Yeah. You just get woken up by other people walking in or being like, Chris, do you want your dinner? Or Chris, try to go out for a drink. <laughs> so to just be just of nothing, it was really kind of a weird moment. But like yeah, I really like being alone mm. but those those early years. Um you you do get a bit homesick at times. Um, but just got to put on Your favourite sitcom mm. From back home I You know I just watch British sitcoms Well start a podcast With a on. cool dude From uh, from Britain Just do that <laughs> Yeah I'll do that Start a podcast yeah. With a radio DJ uh, And And you'll be good But don't worry about it Honestly I think you'll be alright We live in an age An era Where You know You can get anything you want On screen At any point In time And uh, <laughs> whether it's yeah but anyway <laughs> I then went down the dodgy pathway there got a story there from Maxim Dominique he says dear Chris and Pete my name is Maxim Dominique that's a that's a nice name mm. I'm a 26 year old health scientist and epidemiolo- epidemiologist oh I can say a big word I live by the canals in Alkmaar Uh, in the Netherlands and frequently paddleboard. I sometimes get noticed by Japanese and Chinese tourists. Their first reaction tends to be shocked and impressed. This is usually followed by the question, can I take your picture? Is paddleboarding that uncommon in Japan? And is it common for Japanese people to take your picture? Looking forward to the next episode, guys, Uh, Maxim. I don't know why they all want to take your photos in a canal. Maybe because they think it's the quintessential experience of the netherlands i i don't know what do you make of that please? there's
0: a there's a guy who used to um, think it's a bit dress weird. on christmas day he used to dress as uh, santa and he used to dress his dog up as as little santa and they used to paddle board up and down the grand <laughs> union canal um, that was his, that was what he used to do on christmas day and um i think seeing anyone paddleboard down a canal is actually quite a, it, it's a rare sight <laughs> anyway um so Sorry, it's, so it's probably just like it's a paddleboard you see out in the sea you know people out on the estuary i've enjoyed myself in st lucia uh recently not that long ago i'm pretty pretty good at the old p uh pb my pb pb and uh yeah it, it was uh <laughs> yeah it, it's i think it's just rare to see a paddleboard on a canal i think that, that that's fair to say
1: that's it, mm. it that's what wins the yeah. hearts and minds of Japanese and Chinese so. tourists I think so <laughs> I mean Jap- I don't the Japanese tourists take that many photos yeah. today of strangers and things yeah. I know when I was in China I got a lot of strangers come up and just take photos like, all day and night whereas in Japan they don't do that I think that they would see that as incredibly rude yeah. in Japan whereas China they just don't really care that much but I don't know I don't, yeah I guess it's just rare in it it's just rare they probably, probably <laughs> I just, they just sort of want to go back home and, and, and show their friends just how exciting the Netherlands mm. is and you know they do that in the UK they'll take pictures of flower gardens and castles and that's their image of the UK so mm. I don't know maybe you represent the Netherlands there you go <laughs> I don't know <laughs> but there you go we've got one here from Sheridan who says hi Chris and Pete I've got a question for Chris how do you feel being a brand and sharing so much of your life online does the pressure live up to what your audience expects or ever feel overwhelming Um yeah I guess so don't know really does it feel overwhelming yeah look I uh, you just get used to it like being boiled alive like a frog you just kind of get used to these things I if I, because it's been so slow and gradual it's just sort of become a natural thing what is that all over your arm by the way what your arm's like covered in something I've been white. painting
0: what's that I've been painting I can't get the oh paint off oh my god
1: off. <laughs> Pete just pulled his arm in shop And it's just covered in concrete
0: and paint. <laughs> I've been awful. working been baby rolling
1: around the dirt. I've been
0: grafting baby Rolling around in the dirt <laughs> Pete's brand right there Well Conc- how, how dare you expose Donaldson. me The pressure Living I, Well this is the pressure for me I've got to do zany things every week I've got to be covered in paint Every
1: week It's <laughs> an issue <laughs> <laughs> I um, do you feel the pressure of being a brand, Pete? Are you a brand? Uh, do you want to be a brand? No, I've 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 You're a brand.
0: calmed I've uh, calmed my uh, my output down, so I don't feel like I I don't really do social media all that much, and uh, yeah, don't really sort of don't really. I've never been the sort of person to, and you don't do much of this, to be fair, even though you do a lot of stuff on video. Hmm. You never sort of right. You don't post like Loads and loads of stuff Every day There's people in my life That will post every Five minutes of their fucking day And they're just telling us Exactly what they're doing At every point during the day And it's like Mate mm-hmm. We don't fucking care Whether you're getting A train to <laughs> Wales Or a train to Scotland Or a train to uh, Leeds Like we don't care We just don't care
1: <laughs> uh, Yeah it's fair enough I mean I On Twitter I see people post there Like four or five times a day Yeah And It's wild it's isn't it It's like chill out Absolutely wild chill out. Chill out I don't know We live in a time Where people feel like They, mm, they have to, have to Share yeah. every Moment I, You know What if I go on a trip And I see something interesting I'll post it mm. But I Yeah I don't feel The need to do that My my Kind of Strategy has always been Quality over quantity yeah. You know I look at so many YouTube channels If you if you ever get to YouTube Or you take your YouTube Forward Mr. Dolson <laughs> um, Don't pump out Loads of crap videos I've seen so many YouTube channels Where they just put like they just feel the need to post a video every two to three days Mm. and they just gradually erode their audience because they're just not interesting videos. The sort of channels I watch tend to put out videos every two to four weeks, once every two to four weeks, Mm. where they've got the time to think it through, find something original, do something cool. Literally, I think like 90% of the channels I follow are like that, you know. Um, (laughs) But I guess if you're a personality, like a a YouTuber, a streamer, then you, you can sort of get away with it more. But uh, you've got to have a strong personality to put it off, pull it off. Mm. I don't, I can't do that. I like to take my time. Like I put out the video recently, The Biggest Lie About Japan, it's called, right? right? And I spent fucking two to three weeks on that damn video. It's probably two weeks of that was that stupid flying car 10 <laughs> seconds of the video. But that, that's like the, has become the most successful video of the entire year. Right, it's got okay. like a million and a half views in a week. Mm. It's doing really well hundred thousand people you know it's it's really awesome so it's nice to take your time make something special and and sort of feel vindicated Mm. afterwards right when people watch it and that's kind of how i do things and if you ever get into youtube or do anything like that that's what i recommend take your time with it enjoy it make something special make something unique Mm. um i think you'll enjoy it a lot more and that's how i've lasted 10 years doing this i guess because i i take my time with it i've only made like 200 and 50 videos or something mm. whereas I know folks that made like 2,000 videos in that time in that same sort of period so right yeah quality okay. over quantity that's philosophy <laughs> remember that when you take your I, I review Planes Now YouTube channel to a whole new level is it still there your YouTube channel <laughs> it'll
0: still be there kicking around yeah I sometimes upload when I'm testing out videos I'll upload something to a private channel just to make sure it works on YouTube and stuff and then go and put it on a different channel <laughs> that people might actually watch when was your when was your last upload? I think it was me pretending to be a Frenchman, reviewing your <laughs> reviewing your, uh, oh, yeah, reviewing yeah, your video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just good, st- just great last content, when, guys. Just great content.
1: <laughs> to be fair, that was pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people like a lot of people thought you were actually. Uh, there were loads of comments like, "I don't think he's actually French." <laughs> what no a shit.
0: surprise! No
1: shit, he wasn't French. <laughs>
0: honestly, <laughs> that
1: was the highlight of the video. Back when that was when like everyone was reacting to a in Japan, right? Right. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Videos. <laughs> everyone just reacted to my what not to do in Japan video for some reason because yeah. I think if you made a reaction video it got loads of views and uh, yeah yours was my favourite oh thanks mate that's really Give kind. a video, yeah, that. really good video that's a good video go back and watch that last year <laughs> uh, keep the stories questions comments coming in to Abroad Japan Podcast at gmail.com uh, as always guys many really thanks for watching no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world have yourself a great few days and we see you right back here do all over again on the Abroad Japan Podcast later in the week Bye for now. Later in the week. Bye. Later in the week. Later in the
0: week. (laughs) Abroad in Japan is a Stack Production and part of the Acast Creator Network.